What were the subjects that Jesus talked about the most? Did he talk about money more than any other subject? And how can we find a good church? The answers to these questions and others when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible study in the Word of Christ, that we may press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Tell your friends about our ministry at www.utt.com. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. Hey, do you remember where we ended last week? Mm, yes, it was a uh, to be continued. Yes, it was. We read the question, uh-huh. and I said we would come back to it uh-huh. the next week with an answer. Yes, with an answer. Uh-huh. I forgot to do that. Oh no! I'm just kidding. No, oh, I'm ready. I was like, really? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what I didn't get done though, I, I said that I was going to do a video on the topic. Oh right, right, right. Uh-huh. I didn't finish that, but, but you did work on it. I did work on it. Yes, yeah, so, so progress has been made. It may get uploaded today. Awesome. You'll just have to check the YouTube channel mm-hmm. for any new videos. Right. Uh, now, there's two YouTube channels. We don't talk about this very often. No, we don't. But the main channel is WWUTT. In fact, I think you can just type in YouTube.com slash WWUTT, mm-hmm. and it will get you to that page. The other page doesn't have that easy an address, mm-hmm. but you're looking for what EXT. Right. So it's WWUTTEXT. Right. And that gets you to extended videos uh, stuff that's that's longer, mm-hmm. um, doing commentary and things like that. Mm-hmm. When you have a little extra time. When I have extra time. Not the 90 seconds. <laughs> hence, hence the EXT, because right. that could mean either extended. extra or extended. Right. Yeah. That's what I think of. <laughs> yep. Now, it's a pun because it's text. text. Yeah. <laughs> W-W-U-T-T-X-T. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> text. So anyway, uh, yeah, the main channel is where you're going to be looking for a new video today mm-hmm. if I get it up. And the topic is, dun, 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 dun. what was the number one topic Jesus talked about the most? Yeah. Was it money? We'll get to that question here in just a moment. But first, being Friday, we take questions from the listeners mm-hmm. and you can submit those questions too when we understand the text at gmail.com. The first question This week is the last question from last week. Yes. Which we didn't answer. So this is Jeremy who says, greetings, what? Thank you for all of your videos. I have an idea for a what video I would like to see. Ever since I was a kid, I have heard that there was no subject Jesus talked about more than money. I know this can't be true, but how often did he talk about it? Where does money rank among the subjects Jesus did talk about. I think that would make a great video. Thanks in advance. That's a great, great suggestion. So, Jeremy, I'm putting that one together, and that's the video that, God willing, will be out sometime later today. Uh Now, when we talk about the subjects that Jesus mentioned the most, this is actually kind of tricky for a couple of reasons. Sometimes the subject Jesus is talking about, he doesn't explicitly say, Uh Like, for example, the parable is supposed to give an illustration for something, but the explicit meaning of the parable may not be stated. Uh So that leaves us to interpretation, looking at context to see exactly what it was, the point that Jesus was making. And it it would have to do with the audience that he's talking to. Uh Was he addressing his own disciples? Was he talking to the Pharisees? Because that plays into the meaning 
of the parable. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they, there was like a double up of parables, like back to back. Yeah, right. And then that changes the meaning, too. Where you have Luke 15, you have the, the parable of the lost sheep. Mm-hmm. You have the parable of the lost coin. coin. Yes. And then you have the parable of the prodigal son. Right. And and so many people misinterpret the parable of the prodigal son mm-hmm. because they don't see it in the context that it came following the previous two parables. That's what I meant by, you know, it, it changes the meaning. Exactly. Whenever you actually put it together. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And who Jesus was talking to and the question that he was responding to. Like, mm-hmm. like we don't recognize in the parable of the prodigal son that Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. Yeah. And so the main character in the parable of the prodigal son is actually the older brother. Mm-hmm. It's not the prodigal son, right. which, which Vody Bauckham has said the parable has been misnamed. It has. Like the Bible doesn't give names to the parables. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we give names to the parables. Right. So it really should be called the parable of the older brother. Mm-hmm. But we call it the parable of the prodigal son. Right. Because we've missed the context, usually. That's, yeah. well, you know. <laughs> that's the reason why. So that's one reason why it's difficult for us to summarize or, or kind of figure out, like, what topic is Jesus talking about here? Mm-hmm. He may mention money, and somebody says, oh, well, he's talking about money. Right. But he's actually using money as an illustration for something else. Right. The parable of the talents would be a good example of that. Mm. So in the, in the parable of the talents, Jesus... Uh, talks about a master that's going on a journey. Yeah. And he has three slaves. Right. That's the one I was thinking of, too. Oh, were you thinking mm-hmm. yeah. of that one? Yeah, there you go. Before you said it. <laughs> okay. So one slave gets five talents, which is a form of currency. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not like he got the talent of skateboarding and yes. he got the talent of drawing and yeah. <laughs> and playing guitar. And playing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I play a mean air guitar. <laughs> so the he gets... He gets five talents. Another slave gets two talents. Mm-hmm. And then the last slave gets one talent. The master goes away. The first two slaves invest their money and they they double it. Mm-hmm. So the master comes back. Hey, you gave me five talents here. I invested this money. Now I have ten. Mm-hmm. And the master says, well done, good and faithful slave. Mm-hmm. Now great is your reward. That's That's where we get. It's from this parable that we get that uh, from from Jesus saying, to um, the saints when we arrive in heaven, well done, good and faithful servant. Right. It's from this parable that we get that uh, that we get that phrase, that response okay. from Jesus. Yeah. So then the the next slave who had the two talents, mm-hmm. he said, "I invested in both, and now I've got more to return back to you." Mm-hmm. And again, the master says, "Well done, good and faithful slave. Now great is your reward." The last slave says, "I knew you were a hard man, and so." I didn't want to displease you. I took the talent you gave to me and I and I buried it. Mm-hmm. And it's safe. Here it is right here. And he gives the talent back to his master. Mm-hmm. The master says, you wicked slave. Right. If you had just taken the money and put it in the bank, at least it would have accumulated interest mm-hmm. and you would have been returning to me more than I gave you. But because you did not invest the money and you did not use it wisely, then what you have will be taken from you. And he takes the talent from the slave who has one, and he gives it to the slave who now has 10. Mm-hmm. Now he has 11 talents. And the the wicked slave who did not invest the money is cut up mm-hmm. and thrown out with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. A very gruesome end 
for a guy who just didn't invest his money wisely. Right. But that's not the point of the parable. That's not what it's about. What? It's. <laughs> hey, well done. I need to put that. I should put that on a video. It'll be Becky's what at the start of a video. <laughs> so the point of that parable is to endure in faith and obedience until the return of Christ. Mm-hmm. So the point is actually faith and being obedient to God. Right. Even though faith and obedience are not mentioned in the parable, mm-hmm. but the context determines that. It's yeah. in Matthew 25 where Jesus is talking about the end times. Mm-hmm. And and you know, right after that, we have the gathering at the great white throne of judgment Yeah. there in Matthew 25. And it's to the ones who did what the master told them to do that they received the great reward. But right. the ones who did not do are the ones who are cast into the the fiery hell that were prepared that was prepared for the devil and his angels. Mm-hmm. And that comes right after the parable of the talents. So you read that in context and you understand exactly what the talents were supposed to represent. Right. So that's not a parable about money, mm-hmm. even though all kinds of people use that parable to talk about, see, we need to invest our money wisely. Yeah. I mean, sure, invest your money wisely, but that's being good stewards. Right. Of what God has gifted you with. Yes. So as Jeremy asked, how often did Jesus talk about money? Well, indeed, he did talk about money. Right. And uh, and like Becky said. But are you going to make two two separate like uh, categories? Like one, he talked about money, but two, he meant money. <laughs> like that was the purpose of his well, addressing. I w- right. I would say that the parable of the talents does not go in the money column at all. Yeah, I was thinking no. Right. Also. And the, the lost coin, I was thinking that, too. That one, too. Mm-hmm. Right. The the parable of the woman with the lost coin. Mm-hmm. She has 10 coins. She loses one. She scours the house for it. She finds it, rejoices with her friends because her coin was lost. Yeah. And now she found it. And, and that, then the, the also, sorry, go ahead. Well, just the point of that parable is that uh, it, it is there's more rejoicing in heaven mm-hmm. when one lost person is found. Right. Then over the nine that that had already. Right. Right. Yeah. And then I was thinking of the the two coins that the lady like she donated. Oh, yeah. That she had. Yes, exactly. One coin. Was it two? The Two mites. Mites. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think that's about money either. No, it's about how the Pharisees were. uh, Well, it is. It is about money in the sense that it was the Pharisees who were preying upon the widows. Oh, yeah. And so when Jesus singles her out and says she gave out of all that she had, everybody else gave out of their abundance. Mm-hmm. She gave all that she had. That's not an illustration of a, a person giving all they have for the sake of the kingdom or giving to the church or something like that. That's the way that story gets used. Right. But it's actually about how the Pharisees were praying off of the widows. Mm-hmm. Jesus was singling her out to show the disciples, see what wickedness the Pharisees do. Right. Not see what generosity this woman does. Mm-hmm. She was doing that because the Pharisees were making her do it. Right. So that was the, or guilting her into it, rather. Yes, yes. But that w- that was what was going on there. I was just going to have you um, explain the Pharisees just in case we have some young listeners. Oh, the Pharisees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there were there's the Sanhedrin, Mm -hmm. which is the, you know, place where the scriptures are read and legal matters are determined in Israel. Okay. And you had two sects. S-E-C-T-S. Mm-hmm. That word is always hard to say. But anyway, <laughs> yes. uh, it, there were two sects in the Sanhedrin. There was the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And the Sadducees were uh, like the rich aristocracy. They were well-connected politically. 
especially in the time of Jesus. It was they were politically connected with the Romans, Mm -hmm. always wanted to have the favor of the Romans. The uh, the Pharisees were actually the everyman. Okay, so they were your typical, you know, blue collar guys. Uh, they they worked with their hands and labored with everybody else. And the, the Jews largely liked the Pharisees, uh, the Pharisees. They mm-hmm. weren't crazy about the Sadducees. The Sadducees and Pharisees didn't get along. OK, but the Sadducees had most of the power. The people loved the Pharisees. Now, we think of the story, uh, the stories that we read about in the Gospels during the time of Christ. We think of the Pharisees being the bad guys. Yeah, often. And then Jesus is like the sheriff that rides into town to get rid of the the bad guys that have kind of been running the place. Right. No, the people loved the Pharisees. Oh, but what takes a spin? Yeah. What the Pharisees were teaching was they were adding to the law and the people didn't recognize that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's so common now with prosperity theology. Definitely. You just take somebody like uh, Kenneth Copeland or a Joyce Meyer or a Benny Hinn or anybody like that. They are either adding to the Bible or they're taking away from the Bible mm-hmm. and they tie heavy burdens onto people yes. without lifting a finger to relieve them of the burdens that they give to them. It's exactly what Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for in Matthew 23 mm-hmm. and, the, and same that we see with those false teachers today. And you see how beloved they are. Yes. Joel Osteen has as much money as he does because he has a massive following. Yes. He gets tens of millions of likes on Twitter every week. Whoa, that's a lot of people. So does Stephen Furtick. Oh, my goodness. They're that popular because people love them. Hmm. And it was the same way with the Pharisees. They were false teachers. The people love the Pharisees. Jesus calls out the Pharisees to warn the people about the false teaching that they were giving. Mm -hmm. Now, in Matthew 23, he did say to his disciples, listen to what the Pharisees say to you. But don't do what they do. Mm -hmm. So what Jesus was referring to there is since the Pharisees are in the Sanhedrin, since they are in the synagogue Mm -hmm. and they are uh, they're reading the scriptures, Mm -hmm. they're the learned men that know the scriptures. Then that what what other option did you have? You had to go into the synagogue and listen to the Pharisees read. It's not like everybody had their own personal Bibles at home. Right. Which would have only been the Old Testament at the time. But, you know. They don't have their own uh, little Old Testaments at home. They have to go to the synagogue to hear the scriptures read mm-hmm. in order to uh, meditate on the word of God and do what God expects. Right. So Jesus said, listen to them, but don't do what they do because mm. their actions don't line up with what it Scripture. is that they teach. Right. Right. And what they teach is not pointing to Jesus. They're not going to they're not going to say Jesus is the son of God. Right. So or, then that, or the savior at yeah, that point because right, yeah. it's old testament. So. And so that's what that's what the apostles, the apostolic ministry becomes then mm-hmm. is they're going out with the message of the old testament but showing how that points to Christ. Mm-hmm. They've got the gospel, the fulfillment of yes. all of the law and the prophets. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that, that was a question about the Pharisees. What was Sorry, our question I overall? Added on to that. <laughs> okay, yeah, we were talking about money. how often did Jesus talk about money? Right. Okay. Well, let let's consider other things that Jesus talked about. Now, this is this is going to be an estimation. Okay. And I've done this based on various word searches and things like that. Uh, but oh, oh, I didn't I didn't finish this. Okay, so I mentioned the first problem with knowing what topics Jesus talked about and how often. The first problem is. Sometimes he'll use something as an illustration and he's actually talking about something else. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Okay. So that was the first problem. I didn't mention the second problem. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when, how, how do we count, you know, what Jesus talked about how often? Uh-huh. The second problem is 
you have things repeating in the Gospels. Right. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, now different accounts. Exactly. Matthew, yeah. Mark, and Luke are synoptic Gospels. Synoptic mm-hmm. means the same. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of the stories uh, and and the miracles and the parables are are roughly the same, or at least very similar. Yeah. I mean, when you read the gospel, you need to tell the difference between Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Sure. Uh, and sometimes one gospel will use the same thing as another gospel, but it be in a different setting and have a different point to it. Uh-huh. So anyway, because things repeat in the gospels, like how do you count that then? Uh-huh. If you find the same parable in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, do you count that three times or do you just count that one time? Mm. So that's a... Well, Jesus would be talking, so he would only talk the one time. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you have the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, but in Luke, it's called the Sermon on the Plain. Oh, yeah. So do you take those topics and count them twice or Mm. are some of the things that are mentioned there? Is it just one time? No, I don't know. So because because (laughs) of that reason, because of that reason in the Gospels, uh, because things repeat, Mm -hmm. that can kind of affect the numbers of how often did Jesus talk about this subject, really? Sure. You know what I mean? Okay. So those are our two things. And I'm sure he said a lot more that was not recorded in the Bible, Well, yeah, and John tells us that, right. Yeah. I mean, we... A lot more miracles and a lot more of everything. Yeah. Uh, Toward the end of John, it says, if we were to write down more of the stuff that Jesus did, there would not even be enough books to contain all the things that, that he did during his earthly ministry. Yes. So when so we're taking those two things into consideration when I give you this list. So this is going to be kind of a general um, Gabe's list. Yeah, Gabe's list. Right. Is it yeah. kind of an estimated? Here's the topics that Jesus talked about the most. Sure. Now I'm still kind of shaping this list. I think that it could be a little more beneficial in the future to have like how many times are these things actually mentioned in the Gospels and like put a number next to it, Uh which I haven't done that yet. Okay. So I'm just telling you my own findings based on certain word searches. I don't have numbers connected to it, but sometime in the future I might. Sure. Then I'll publish an article at PastorGabe.com. Okay. Something like that. Okay. good. (laughs) So did Jesus talk about money the most? I'm guessing no. No, he did not. Although we hear this all the time. Yes. And and when I when I Googled this, I found websites that claimed and I would see the same claims over and over and over again. Things like eleven out of thirty nine parables were about money. Huh. Which means just about a quarter of the parables, like twenty five percent of the parables that Jesus taught had something to do with money. Yeah. But we've already talked about how that's not the case right (laughs) because sometimes he's using money as an illustration right uh i also found this this claim one out of every seven verses in the gospel of luke are about money i i didn't even test to see how true that was but i'm sure it's not (laughs) okay anyway (laughs) and so then uh, another claim is jesus talked about money more than faith and prayer combined what no (laughs) That one's got to be false. And here's another one. After the kingdom of God, money was the favorite topic that Jesus addressed. Hmm. And if you believe that, I've got a bridge to sell you. (laughs) If you don't understand that joke, which Becky didn't, I'm going to leave it to you to to research that one on your own. (laughs) I didn't at first. You had to explain it to me. And then you got it. And then it was funny. (laughs) It's a common myth, and mega church pastors love to repeat this. 
mm-hmm. that Jesus talked about money after the kingdom of God. He talked about money Man. more than anything else. But like we said, sometimes money was an illustration for something else. Mm-hmm. So where you see Jesus talking about money, it might not actually be about money. If you were to list the subjects that Jesus talked about most, what or who do you think would be at the top of that list? God. There you go. Of course. <laughs> I mean, that that's a Sunday school answer. Yeah. <laughs> and it it is the answer. He talked about God yeah. more than anything else. God the Father. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of a no duh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was a little concerned that it was too easy. <laughs> it really is that easy. He talked about God more than anything else. Because Jesus shows to us the Father. That's at the beginning of John. It's mm-hmm. in it's in John one. We've come to know the Father through the Son. Right. In Matthew chapter eleven. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Uh So we have come to know the Father. We come to see God. We know the Holy Spirit. Uh We've been given the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. He talked about God more than any other subject. Yes. Second, what would be the second thing that Jesus talked about the most? I've kind of mentioned it already. Heaven? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah? The kingdom of God, heaven. Yeah. If you kind of connect that all is the same subject. Okay. That that would be what he talked about second most. Okay. So first is God. Second is uh, kingdom of God or heaven. Mm-hmm. Third. Because the kingdom is at hand. Yes, the, right. That, that was his first words that began his ministry in Matthew 4. Repent, mm-hmm. for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So third, what did Jesus talk about? He talked about hell. Yeah. The kingdom of God is second. Third, Jesus talked about hell, warning about the final judgment and eternal fire. Uh Fourth, our references to himself as the son of man. Okay. Son of God, good shepherd, and so on. Okay. All all references to himself. Uh The I am statements in the gospel of John. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, Those those are the things Jesus talked about the fourth most. Okay. Fifth, Jesus talked about preaching the gospel and making disciples. You'll go out as my witnesses. And then after that, and this is a list that after those those five, this is one that's kind of incomplete. But then Jesus talked about prayer, faith, love, good works, and sin. Now, one thing I didn't look up, I didn't think of this until later, so I'm going to have to figure out how this fits into my list, uh, is how often Jesus talked about the scripture itself. Hmm. I would imagine that's probably up there in the top 10. Yeah, referencing scripture, Old yeah. Testament especially. Either re- And see, that, that one's difficult. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, right. <laughs> that one's difficult to search because you, you can't find that one with a word search. Right. Because he might be referencing the Old Testament. And right. then he's talking about scripture, mm-hmm. even though he's not you know, not saying the word of God or the scripture says or something like that. Right. So I got to figure out where that one fits in my in my 10 list. That'll take a while. Yeah. <laughs> this is taking a while, which is why I said just, you know, take this as kind of my general estimation thus right, far of, right. the, of the topics that Jesus talked about. So that's a pretty fair summary of the top 10 subjects. What I found interesting about that is in, in your top, I think it was Four. Okay. So the, yeah, I'd say four because it's um, God, the Father. Uh huh. And then it's the kingdom. Right. So holiness and where you want to go 
and then hell is next. Yes. So he's telling you about your sin. Right. And then yeah, himself. So you're having, right. So you're having multiple subjects that are being talked about in there. Huh? Yeah, I was thinking about that's how you share the gospel with someone. Oh, I see. I see. And then okay. Jesus is the fourth one yeah, because right. he's the savior. He's okay. the one that you believe in to All right. be saved from your sins. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyway. Right. Walking you through the gospel. Okay. Reference to law. You know, that, yes. that would be another one that would fall into the scripture category. So, yeah, I got to I got to figure out where that one fits in there. I thought where you were going by talking about that was showing how as Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, he's also talking about these other subjects. Oh, well, I mean, yes, but not that wasn't my point. Because Sorry. when he would talk about <laughs> when he talks about hell or warning about judgment, he's also telling you to repent. Yes. Like Luke 13, 5. Yeah. Repent. Yeah. Or something worse is going to happen to you. And what are you repenting from? Your sins. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And then he's talking about sin, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all connected. Yeah, like, like I said, so it's difficult to kind of quantify that, but you can tell by that top 10 list what's God, not in there. Not money. It's not money. <laughs> yeah, as I, as I tried to figure that out, it's somewhere around 15 or 16. Okay. So in a top 20, it, it's probably breaking the top 20, but it's not in the top 10. It's yeah. definitely not number one. Yeah. Common myth... Hmm. But it isn't. It isn't true. Interesting. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for setting me on that task, Jeremy. Yeah, that was fun to do. I, I had done that before years ago, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know when any where any of that was, and and I don't uh, all that info. I didn't remember it off the top of my head either. Uh, this next question comes from Amelia. How long have we been doing this now? Okay, we're almost at half an hour. Anyway. <laughs> It's like um, five years. I've not been. I'm not. Yeah, that wasn't Amelia's question. That was my question. I haven't been watching our time, so I was I was kind of looking at where we are. Anyway, uh, Amelia says, Pastor Gabe, I was enjoying your Sunday school lessons through the book of Judges, and then suddenly they stopped. Oh, are you planning on publishing the rest of the series? And the answer is, well, you want to say what the answer is? Yes. <laughs> no, the answer is no. No. So, so there was a couple of Sundays ago where I was recording it. I was trying to catch up mm-hmm. on previous lessons that I've missed. Becky knew I was recording. She saw me wearing the mic. Yeah. And she came up to me at the end of the Sunday school lesson. Oh, you, yes. Do you remember this? I remember this. Okay. Yep. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, <laughs> you had a lot of flubs. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first words you said were, don't publish that one. Yeah, I did. I did say that. <laughs> you, you'll want to record, re-record that one. Yeah. Yes. Because it was uh, like I kept messing up Amorites and Ammonites. Yes. And, and I And I said... I said the book of Samson instead of the book of Samuel. Yes. I was trying to say first Samuel. I said first Samson. I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. There was a lot. There were, apparently there were multiple errors. Yes. And I didn't even catch them all. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it was just one after another. It was It was just one of those Sunday mornings where I just could not get the thoughts, you know, to, to go in the right place. Yes. Uh, it, we were talking about Samson. It was the first two chapters. Samson covers four chapters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, chapters 13 through 16. Mm -hmm. And it was when we were in chapters 13 and 14. And yeah, I was... Yeah, something about it. (laughs) Couldn't get it straight. (laughs) I just couldn't get it straight. Yeah. Uh, Everybody thought the lesson was great, but 
But I kept messing up. Yeah. Amorites and Ammonites, especially. Yeah. When you're there in person, it's a little different. You can you can forgive a lot. But whenever I'm listening to audio, I have a hard time following after so many, you know, so many mistakes. Yeah. Like, oh, (laughs) not not Amorites, but the Ammonites. And then, you know, I'm like, ah, wait. So I I was already behind on the series anyway, because I had some errors in a couple of recordings um, that like like the recording didn't work. Oh, yeah. Uh And and so I was going to have to go back and re-record those anyway. Yeah. And so after that. So two weeks ago when when Becky told me, don't use it. Yeah, I just decided, you know what? I'm done. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be discouraging. No, 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 no. no. I mean, it just it was just going to be too much work. Oh, okay. And I've already done judges on the podcast. Uh I just haven't. uh, You know, these were the Sunday school lessons that I was publishing. Yeah. And and the main reason I was doing it was for the Sunday school class. Right. So that people who had to be gone on a Sunday would still be able to catch it on the podcast. Yeah. But then, yeah, then I just got behind so far and we have had people from the class lois was one uh-huh it's like hey that's not fair you published like the first three or four and then <laughs> cliffhanger and then we're just gone yeah <laughs> now we can't catch up when we're gone except a cliffhanger is something that you actually do wind up getting back to so i guess it wouldn't be a cliffhanger yeah <laughs> Uh, this next one from angie dear what have you considered getting on tiktok with your videos the answer is no Mm. I'm not getting on TikTok. I'm not even on TikTok. <laughs> we are presently locked out of Facebook, as a matter of fact, and yes. not sure that we're ever going to be able to recover it. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the podcast has stopped publishing to Facebook. So that's probably it. Uh, the yeah. what Facebook page might be gone. So uh, even anybody that's been listening on the Facebook page is not hearing me talk about this. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Just to let you know, Facebook page is there. Thank you to all my 20,000 followers. But that might be, that might be yeah. it. <laughs> Subscribe to the What channel. Yes. Just do that. That's follow What on YouTube or What dot com or the app that's supposed to come out. It's soon. not out yet. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple of people checking on it for me, and they've said it's not there yet. Huh. Uh, yeah. So I'm not planning on getting on TikTok. I am on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and I'm running it. So it's What Guy W W U T T Guy. If you have Instagram, subscribe there. I throw up memes. Throw up memes. (laughs) There, have a meme. (laughs) That's what most memes look like anyway. So, Um, And then what videos and stuff like that will get on there too. So, uh, yeah, check it out. What guy if you're on Instagram, but not planning on getting a TikTok. I draw the line. At TikTok. <laughs> yeah. You, however, can take what videos and put them on TikTok. You're welcome By to do that. Means. Go for it. Uh, next question from Danny. These are some quick ones here, so I think I can I can do this one. Hello, Pastor Gabe and Becky. We're from Ontario, Canada, and my husband and I just moved to another city, and we don't know where and how to start looking for a new church. Mm. With a lot of false teachers out there, we want to be careful and ensure that we're in biblical churches, Bible-based churches. Can you give us any guidance on this? Thank you in advance. For Canada, I'm not really familiar with a Canadian uh, church search. Um, I th- does Michelle Leslie's site that's, go up that that's way That's where a I would bit? recommend. Yeah. So if you go to michellelesley.com, in mm-hmm. that, that yeah. page? Okay. michellelesley.com, she's got a church search on there and links to other church searches. Right. So like founders page and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So go through her website. Uh, I've got a few of them on the what website, too. If you go to www.utt.com, click on links, Mm -hmm. the links category, 
and they're toward the top, it'll have a church search on there for you. Yeah. Which includes a master's university's church oh, search yeah. is on there. Yes. And then I was thinking, um, if you are listening to this from the Ontario, Canada area, go ahead and shoot us uh, a little shout out or something, and maybe we can put it on the website, add it to our list. Yeah, there you go. And so, you know. That'd be uh, awesome. Now, I know there's a lot of problems with the Gospel Coalition. Mm-hmm. People have grave concerns with TGC, yes. and I share those concerns. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend TGC as a good resource for the articles and the theology that they will put out. Right. Just saw one this past week. I was going, what are you guys doing? Uh, however, they do have a church search. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to take it with a grain of salt because just about everybody and their dog uses it since TGC is such a widespread site Mm -hmm. and they've got branches into australia canada africa europe so on okay uh so there is a canadian tgc and Mm -hmm. you can use their church search but be careful like pay attention to the church that's on there because sometimes uh, assemblies of god or four square churches and Mm -hmm. things like that will be on there uh that that are heavily charismatic check out their website first yep Um, look for a statement of faith yes that yes and then also kind of skim it for um phrases that are red flags (laughs) you know what i mean i don't even know where to start with that but yeah yeah (laughs) i I mean i totally get it but yeah so um if just something raises a concern or um a question go ahead and call up the pastor and see if you can get an answer from them yeah so ask him ask him just straight up to tell you what the gospel is yeah and if it's if it's filled yeah if it's filled with a bunch of works Mm-hmm. You're going, yep, you don't know what that is. Yep. Well, don't tell them that. <laughs> you know, maybe you can share the gospel with them. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, take off, take advantage of the opportunity. But um, but we we do understand being isolated from a good church is, is not a good place to be spiritually. Right. So we do encourage you to plug in um, and find one as quick as you can. But um, and, you know, not all churches are perfect. So none of them are. None of them. (laughs) That's true. I said not all. Yeah, that's right. None of the churches are perfect. Yeah. So um, so, churches are filled with sinners. Yes. You know what's wrong with your church? You are. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You're what's wrong with your church. Yes. So uh, do do understand that part of things. It's, It's not going to be a perfect, you know, church but um as long as they have the gospel and they uh, preach from the bible with no works added or taken away then i think you're good to go yeah at least they call out sin they call to repentance Mm -hmm. uh the three marks you want to be looking for i know that mark dever has his nine marks of a healthy church yes you can really whittle this down to three okay so you're looking for expository preaching yes good preaching from the word of god from the pulpit on a sunday morning Mm -hmm. you are looking for uh, the right practice of the ordinances, baptism and the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, you're looking to see if they practice church discipline. Mm-hmm. Now, technically, that's two marks. So yeah. you're looking for, you're actually looking for expository preaching and you're looking for how they handle the ordinances. Right. Because if they're handling the Lord's table correctly, church discipline falls under that. Mm. Also regenerate membership mm-hmm. because they're examining the people that come in and want to become members of the church. They're not just taking anybody. Yeah, sure. Sign the card. And now yeah. you're a member. Yeah. They're going to see that a person truly understands the gospel and they're showing fruit that that they are part of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. that they They've been baptized 
you know, before they're coming to the table, things like that. So under a right practice of the ordinances, you have regenerate church membership. You have church discipline. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there you go. A couple of couple of things you want to be looking for with regards to uh, a good, healthy Bible teaching church. Yeah. And that'll narrow down your phone calls. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) At least the conversations. (laughs) And uh, and so Danny will be praying for you about that. We'll do that here in just a moment. Uh, Also want to say here at the close of the program, thank you to the state of Oklahoma Mm. for passing what so far is the uh, the the strictest anti-abortion law in the country. So they are protecting life from the time of conception. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the state of Oklahoma. Something that Louisiana should have done a few weeks ago. Definitely. But uh, but thanks to some of those pro-life groups that that won't abolish abortion outright uh, or uh, the the ERLC. They were part of that as well. Kind of helping to throw doubt on that particular bill in the state of Louisiana because of all of that. That bill did not pass. It was very sad to see that. Yeah. We're still praying for the Supreme Court because it could be any day that we're about to hear their decision on Dobbs versus Jackson, oh, which, yeah. which will overturn Roe v. Wade and uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So be praying about that. Yes. We also want to be in prayer for Uvalde, Texas, yes. because of the school shooting that was there earlier this week. Uh, we've been praying for that community in our own home. Mm-hmm. We've been praying for them in our church. Uh, and uh, and so keep them in your prayers and a whole community, a whole community. Yeah. And so be in prayer for those uh, families and ask that the gospel of Jesus Christ would be proclaimed there mm-hmm. in Uvalde so that that people would hear the hope of the gospel of Christ. Yes. That, that's our only hope that we would not mourn in vain or mourn with no hope. Mm-hmm. But we hope in Christ who raises the dead. Amen. So let's finish now with prayer. And we'll start by praying for Danny. Yes, let's. Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, the church that you have given to us, that we could be a part of the people of God. You have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And so now being called out from the world, we've been called to be a part of the people of God. We are reconciled to God by faith in Jesus Christ, and we are reconciled to one another as well. So may we all be in good sound churches with people that we can uh, with whom we can grow. We uh, encourage and admonish one another according to the word of God. And we are holding fast to this word of life so that we may not labor in vain so that we may be with Christ on that day of glory. And as Danny and her husband deeply desire to want to worship with a church growing in in uh, in faithfulness with one another. I pray that you would guide them to a good Bible teaching church there in Ontario, Canada, so that they may rejoice with the saints, hearing the word of God proclaimed, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in their hearts to God. We thank you for what has been accomplished in Oklahoma this past week. Uh, We pray for the Supreme Court that they're about to pass Dobbs versus Uh, Jackson that will overturn Roe v. Wade. We pray that they would be steadfast in their convictions there and this would happen. Uh, And we pray, Lord, also for the the community of Uvalde in Texas. Be with those families. Comfort their hearts. May the gospel be proclaimed to them. 
uh, pull the people to Jesus Christ, that they may cling to you and find comfort in the promises of your word. Be with the pastors and the churches in that community, that they may minister to those who are hurting or people who are just asking questions. Why would God allow something like this to happen? And may it be something that draws people all the more to Christ, recognizing the sin and the evil that is in this world, but there is a judge who is coming back to judge the living and the dead. We pray with the Apostle John at the end of Revelation, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And in so praying, we're asking not only that we would be delivered out of this world into your kingdom, but that the wicked would be judged finally and forever. And we will dwell with you in your perfect kingdom where sin will be no more. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. 